Hello and welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co-host Parker Moon. I'm alive and kicking. It's Brett Irwin. <laughs> I'm alive and chicken. It's Daniel Phillips. Ooh, tasty. We're a weekly book club podcast where three dum-dums uh, go over one book a month and talk everything books and books related. Uh, this month we are reading uh, uh, The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood, and I'm so excited about that, fellas. I can't express how excited I am. Um, Every time I and... think about that book, I, I think Love Actually, even though I know yeah, that's no, not I... what it's called, but I always hesitate uh-huh. between saying the title. I thought of a chemistry class in the day of doing like a chemistry experiment, me frantically writing in my notebook a hypothesis because I forgot to put one down. AP Chem, don't take it. <laughs> don't take AP Chem. God. The cover of The Love Hypothesis just makes me so happy because it looks like Adam Driver mm-hmm. and Daisy Ridley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to read that. I'm thrilled to discuss that. And we'll be discussing that at the end of this month. Before then, let's catch up and talk about short stories. Yeah. Um, I w- I'm just going to go first. I don't really have a short story this week. Um, but Because we recorded... Two 48 days ago. hours ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but brett just put a good one in my brain um well you took mine I'm just yeah kidding. <laughs> so i'm just gonna tell you guys a story about uh, a good friend of mine his name's michael Are, you guys remember michael's mom yeah um, from I, how could i from forget previous episodes. the one who of course the one who did your summer homework no, 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 your summer no, reading for you no. she, she read, just read us the book we wrote the she report. reads to you to this day while you play halo yes um, so Michael, uh, when we were in elementary school together, I'm pretty sure every kid had to do this. They had to build a cell, you know, a 3D model of a cell. Like a jail cell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to keep the teacher in there for 20 like a, minutes. Like yeah. so a sail. A, a sailboat. You have to build a cell. You know, you got your nucleus, your mitochondria. We all know what that Power thing is. Powerhouse of, Powerhouse of the cell. Um, so we have like a week to do this. A week? You know, I, I bid a pretty... Uh, I got like a big styrofoam ball and I cut it in half and like filled it in with all the little pieces of a cell. Michael completely forgot about the entire assignment until we got to class that day. Um, The teacher was going around looking at everyone's cell, judging them, which is like fifth grade. So she's not looking for anything crazy. She just wanted you to have done something. Michael pulled out Play-Doh from his pocket because he always had Play-Doh in his pocket and As he one had, does. In his, Just pl- Play-Dohs and Play-Dohs full of pockets. And in his lunchbox, as a snack, he had nerds. Play-Doh. Like nerds candy. And <laughs> he poured Play-Doh. the nerds on his desk. Oh my gosh. And he gosh. stuck the nerds to the Play-Doh. What a legend. And he got 100 on the assignment. He did it in like two and a half minutes. And gosh, what that's a the shortest of short stories you're going to get from me. Uh, what I'm reading, I'm reading Reaper Man, the second book in the death series of Discworld and it is better than Mort. Man, this book really? is so really good. I I'm loving it so much. I've read I think I've read like 200 pages today. I started wow. it today and That's awesome. I'm I'm already almost done. It's so good. It's so like heartwarming. Um such a good book. Big fan. Dan, I meant to tell you, I saw a a TikToker talking specifically about Discworld Ooh. and about how they like they were talking about the reading order and obviously mm-hmm. when there being forty two books and kind of what you've explained before how 
they're not necessarily in chronological order. Some of them are like jumbled around, but there's like chunks that are together, right? right? Like the death series. Um, But he was saying specifically that the early works are like fun and whimsical Mm -hmm. and and still like great writing, but the later works are really, really, really good. And so, I mean, I, I, you know, I think all, probably all of them are fantastic, but yeah, I wonder I, if that so holds true for the Mort series. Book two for death is um, book number 11 for Discworld, so still pretty early on. I don't know mm-hmm. when book five is, um, but I, I'm assuming it's at least 20s or 30s. Um, but one example from, from why I'm loving Discworld so much is we read this in Mort, and he's also a character in the first Discworld book, or, or sorry, the first book, and there's a there's a guards section. It's a yeah. story all about the Night's Watch. And the Thief Guild in this city steals a book from a library, and the librarian's a monkey. It's an orangutan. It's like the, the librarian of Discworld. Yeah. Um, but Terry Pratchett does really funny things where if you know that, it's like, an added joke. And if you don't know that it's not a big deal. So in Reaper man, the book I'm reading right now, it's talking about how strong a character is and it's explained how strong he is because he can go to the library and beat the librarian in an arm wrestling competition, (laughs) but it never tells you that it's a monkey. Oh, that's cool. And So it's just like knowing that little, like if you know, you know, right. And so it's just, Oh, that's clever. The entire book is just stuff like that. So it's just so fun. What about you, Brett? So I will also provide a fairly short one. Um, mine, I think I may have mentioned it when we talked about our snow day. But mine is about this little product right here. And it's called oh, yeah, Biscoff it is. Cookie Butter. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm going to need all you listeners to do is pause the podcast um, go to your local grocery store. It's probably going to be in the peanut butter aisle. Um, just look on one of the shelves and look for Biscoff cookie butter and then just put it on everything that you eat and <laughs> you're good for life. Okay, uh, let's have examples. What's it good on? Pancakes. Pasta. I had it on pancakes. Um, it's good if you put it in like coffee. It's good. Okay. It's very delicious. Um, I've had so, it with a banana. It was great on a banana. <laughs> Dan, you Dan, you've been on flights right where they ha- like give out the biscoff yeah, cookies. Biscoff cookies. And they're they're amazing, right? Yeah. And so Brett was like raving about this stuff. I and brought it he over. Brought it over and made he like force fed it to me on a pancake. <laughs> but it was it was really good. And now I do have some biscoff uh, uh butter. Butter. Have you guys used yeah. it at all? I have. Yes. Maddie has not. So <laughs> I don't know what that. She'll says come around. It's fine. She'll come biscoff. around. Um, what is it called? Biscoff. Butter butter? Cookie butter. <laughs> butter I mean, it butter. might as well be called butter butter because there's a lot of sugar in that thing. Um, Biscoff butter But it's butter, just great. Butter. I mean, it's just fantastic. You can put it on, think... like, you could probably put it on crackers, just like toast. It, it sounds... Pizza? Pizza? <laughs> Ice cream? Steak? Oh, steak. The name sounds like a young princeling in a Netflix Christmas movie. Like, Cookie Biscoff. Butter? Biscoff cookie butters. Oh, Biscoff cookie butters. <laughs> I I would watch that movie if I it was bet, sponsored by Biscoff. Oh, I bet you would. <laughs> How much you love Biscoff. It's, it's delicious. So, you know, I just recommend it 
I feel like you know, if you put it on like a PB and J, it'd probably be fantastic. But like, you put it. Do you think we could butter? be the yeah, podcast, probably. like the official sponsored pos- podcast for Biscoff Cookie Butter? I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm the only one talking about it. I feel like I'm. You're the only one. I feel like I'm. Yeah, the I think you're the only one who knows about it. Screaming at everybody, and everyone's just walking past, not even listening. Like, you're trying to spread the gospel. I guarantee the you. Good word. I guarantee you. Everybody, watch. I guarantee you in the next like couple months, this stuff is going to start to blow up and you're, everyone's going to be like, wow, wow. Oh my gosh. Cookie butter, Biscoff cookie butter. And I'm going to be standing over here just like, yeah, you, I told you. know what's going to so. happen? You know how, you know how you, all these. It's going to get banned by the Food and Drug Administration. Well, no, God, I hope not. You know how all these celebrities are stepping in the podcast game? Yeah. And really just like, why are they doing that? They're already rich. They're already famous. They're already it. beautiful. Get out of here. They've got, they already have fans. And my, boy, the, the podcast, the podcasts are for the little guys. Yeah. The people the, who aren't famous. The, yeah. The unheard of, non-funny, the non-attractive guys, non-interesting guys like us. We're the littlest of the littles too. Leave, so leave what's going to happen? What's going to happen is sure enough, some some celebrity influencer is going to find Biscoff cookie butter and they're going to start singing his praises and then they're going to get all the I'll credit. Get, but Brett, I'll you, get no credit. I know. No royalties. First. Biscoff, you heard it here first. How, how's your reading been going? Um, well, it's only like like we said, it's only been like 48 hours since we last recorded and work is... No excuses. Work was long and so I have not, um, have not hit the book since we last recorded, but... I'm going to read tonight. Also, we... Have either of all started the love hypothesis? Not yet. No, I have not. Um, Nicole and I were just watching figure skating. This is often a little tangent. Dude, I'm about to dash it over to you, Parker. Don't worry. Um, okay. Uh, but the French figure skater and the men's singles, his song was a melody of Star Wars. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. It was a full awesome. Star Wars melody. And in the performance section, he it went to like a... Um, like a remix of just blaster noises, like in rhythm. And he was acting like he had a lightsaber and he was blocking what? all the shots. It was sick. That's wow. so cool. I need to look this yeah. up. I want to watch this. I, cool. I probably have a record. I recorded every Olympic of it. I'm probably going to run out of DVR space on YouTube TV. <laughs> but anyway, Parker, well, what's up? Well, now I'm trying to decide if I just want to talk about Star Wars because I'm pretty hype about Star Wars right now. I, Dan, are you caught up on Book of Boba Fett? I have not started Book of Boba Fett, actually. Yeah, you have not you started. gotta start it. Okay, so just I'm, for I'm the... gonna... Never mind, continue. Yeah, I'm gonna remain spoiler-free yeah. then. That's probably a good idea because we certainly have some it's, fans It's also not done yet, right? There's one more episode? Dip their toes into the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, one more episode. Okay. Uh, episodes one through four, very slow. I guess this is my short story now because yeah. I'm talking about it. Episodes five and six are crazy. They pop That's off. It's heard. great. It, Very good. Um, and it's really doing a service to uh, like just Star Wars fans who are like big nerds for like stuff that's outside of the main movie stuff. Um, like if you like if you've ever watched like Clone Wars or Rebels or like played the video games or read any of the comics, they're like really starting to pull more of their material and put that in the shows. And it's just been fun to watch and fun to see that on, uh, like, a- adapted for live action. And I've just been nerding out about Star nice. Wars. So, uh, and I, that, I feel like that comes in waves. Sometimes I'm like, eh, Star Wars, like, not, you know, not my jam right now. And then other times I'm, like, fully obsessed and swinging the lightsaber that I bought at Disney around. So, 
Um, yeah, you know. Normal stuff. Star Wars. It's great. Have you showed that off uh, on the TikTok yet? Or anywhere? Uh, <laughs> you're, you, I mean, you're, you're no, saber I, skills. I, I keep that hidden under a bushel. <laughs> you haven't shown off your saber show. skills? You, you always send me videos of you practicing your saber, <laughs> your saber skills. He just send sends me, me those picks. videos where it's like he's holding it and then it goes completely dark and his shirt's off and he pulls it out from behind his back. <laughs> The, the thirst trap yeah. lightsaber yeah that's yeah. Awesome. Oh, I any of those on tiktok yet <laughs> oh i just send them to you oh, okay that's just for the bookends with friends okay. it's behind a paywall for any yeah, of our, join uh, our, our Patreon, audience that yeah. want to see that 25 cents no just ven just venmo us 25 cents <laughs> dan is my shirtless body only worth 25 cents to you <laughs> oh not to me that's it's per frame of the video what are you uh okay. what are you reading yeah, let's let's get into that. So I'm I'm reading uh th- uh the man who died twice the uh second Thursday Murder Club book. I'm loving it. I'm a little bit further. It is so good. It's it's heightened everything that I loved about the first one. So I'll give the premise a little bit again, just because I want to keep telling people about these books to keep having them read. Um, but it's it's four elderly folks um who are in like an an old people's home who solve murders together and it's fantastic but i feel like the second one like all the characters are a little more fleshed out so he's able to really like hit with the comedy like the the comedy hits like harder the like sad stuff hits harder the drama's more intense in this one um it's just it's just great all around i can't recommend it enough and i also laugh like every other page like i i've belly laughed multiple times when reading it which is just a great sign of any book and along with that i am also reading uh, a marie kondo book it's uh called joy at work um and it's all about like tidying up your workspace and how that sparks joy and is supposed to uh bring some joy into your working life and working environment so i will does she just tell you to spark a fire to all your unneeded stuff yeah honestly there's like a lot of it is just like throw away everything get rid of everything like and it's it's about like virtual and physical so much of it recon is like hey you see those papers shred them hey you see those files delete them yeah. you're happy no, now i i and i i yeah i kind of live by that i, I get that. that like especially with like downloads like actual digital files on my work laptop i they stress me out um so no i get cleaning out that box yeah all right guys exciting time i have a new segment for us yeah new segment <laughs> okay y'all didn't seem too enthused so i need i need you to bring the excitement levels up just a little new bit new segment maybe it's because you read the show notes <laughs> and we also discussed it a little bit before so <laughs> wow you at least feign this is surprise? the first time i'm hearing about this this is brand new information. Should we should um, we do that? Where like sometimes we do segments that we don't tell one of the people about, so they're like super confused. Yeah, definitely. So we get easily like genuine reactions, yeah. and our fans can have genuine reactions along with us, and that probably would make for good audio content. Yeah, let's think. <laughs> we should do that. Um, okay, so this segment, I want it to be something that's recurring. If it goes well, we'll figure it out. So my idea for it was we, as we're reading books, we take quotes and we. Uh, you know, from the books that we just said that we're reading. Um, and we apply that to, it, it's like our, our theme of the week. So mm-hmm. our, our quote of the week, and it's what the bookends with friends book club will live by. Okay. So I asked you guys to find quotes in your spare time while reading. Do y'all have any quotes? I have a quote. 
Dan has a quote. You did your homework. I'm homework. so proud of you. Okay, what's your quote? Okay, my quote is from Reaper Man. It's amazing how many friends you can make by being bad at things, provided you are bad enough to be funny. So if you're going to be bad at something, at least be funny about it, and you might make some new friends. That's, hey, that's actually pretty good. So maybe maybe that's the one that we live by. Uh, and I, I think we'll, we'll decide on one, and then we'll just we'll just go there. Okay. I'm gonna hit you with another. So this is this is from the, from uh, the man who died twice. It says, "Money is a trap for sure, but there are worse traps you could find yourself in." Eh? I like eh? it. So hey, money's a trap, but you get that bag. Yeah, that's like a, you know that's what I'm saying like to our audience pit. this week. Like a snake pit. That would be worse. Okay, so we have two quotes to decide to decide between. I like the Reaper Man quote. I'm a fan of Dan's quote. Just be, if you're going to be bad at stuff, this is good for you, Parker, because you're probably not fluent in French right now. And oh, so you can okay. go speak I... bad French to people next. Well, you're, hey. when this episode comes about, you'll be in France. <laughs> hey, we... Dan, you know when you say a quote that's about being bad at stuff, and then you say, this one's good for you, Parker, and call <laughs> me out like that? It doesn't make me feel great. Are you fluent in French right now? I'm not saying you're bad no. at French. <laughs> Je parle français. Un petit. Oh, there okay, it is. Very good. There's that right. fluency. Reaper. I think I just said I speak French a small. So I don't know if yeah. that's very good. Hey, you know, you're trying. Okay, Reaper, Reaper Man's going to be our uh, motto for the week. Who would have thought? And, and everyone, our audience lives by that. And audience, so for this segment, if you are reading quotes throughout the week, send them in. And that could be the quote that we all live and by. Give it, give it to us week. one more time, Dan. Uh, yes, one second. If you're going to be bad, be funny. Basically. That's that's yep. the gist. Yes. Okay. If you're going to be bad at something, you can make a lot of friends, especially if you're funny. There you go. Like, you know, and this this is a good one to start the segment on because I feel like we're not good at podcasting. We're bad at that and we're making friends from it. So, hey, look look at us go. I have a good time. I don't know that we're necessarily funny either. So there, there's another crux to that. If that, you're bad at hey. something, at least you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the quote. That's oh, a quote man. we live by. All right, do you guys want to get into the actual topic yes, of our podcast? Yes, please. I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, so today we are talking about character deaths and <gasps> and how to grieve characters dying in books that you're reading. That's a good topic. Thanks, guy. Okay, so on, on the topic of character deaths, we've all probably been affected by a character dying in a book that we love or don't love. Yep. Intent at mine. Um, what are some memorable character deaths for you guys? Some all-timers? Some all-timers. When you think about character deaths, this one always pops up. Well, I mean, I mentioned this book a lot because it was my favorite book growing up, but Where the Red Fern Grows, um, when old Dan and little Anne, well, first old Dan, I mean, spoiler warning for who hasn't read the 1950s novel (laughs) where the red fern grows thank you for that spoiler (laughs) warning uh old dan uh dies fighting a mountain lion from his injuries and then little ann imagine reading this as like a 10 year old uh little ann dies of sadness (laughs) (laughs) she starves to death on old dan's grave out of grief she just dies because she does charming and warm and imagine being a little boy whose two dogs die that like that. So yeah. that one's that one's st- maybe that's why I'm like so attached to dogs. Yeah. Whoa. Mm. Oh, we we're jumping into this, uh, guys. We're this is this is <laughs> therapy really session. This is a therapy down. session, actually. Yeah. That is a that's a good one. 
That's a very good one. I mean, I mean I, I'm just going to do a cop-out answer for this first question and just, I, I think something relative to Harry Potter would, would be mine. Yeah. Like like Dobby was a big one. Dobby, um, that's a classic. Dobby's a, a, a classic answer for a question like this, but I, I think I was in seventh grade when that last book came out, and so, yeah, it hit me pretty hard. Um. Algernon from Flowers for Algernon. The little <laughs> mouse. What are you talking what? about? Brett's pulling some deep cuts right now. The mouse? Oh. The one that got really smart? Just keep screaming it, the mouse and it's no, not going to ring any bells. You Flowers for Algernon? No. I don't know what you're saying right it's now. It's a book where this, so this guy joins this like medical trial and they use like a drug to make people smarter and... They oh, tested you're thinking it. of the movie Limitless. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Do you mean NZ, Bradley NZ Cooper NZ from What's it called? NZXT or whatever. NZXT. God, can we delete that? I hate that I know that it's called <laughs> NZXT. It's because we joke about this movie a lot, podcast listeners. That's why. I can't believe you watch Limitless every day, Brett. And the TV show. Um, but no. Okay, someone, someone out there's read Flowers for Algernon. I read it in like middle school. But uh, yeah, so his, this guy's little mouse friend that was a part of the trials slowly passes away. Well, I guess you guys wow. can't read Flowers for Algernon now. Yeah. Yeah, spoiler. No, you didn't give me the spoiler warning. Whoopsie. Um, so this is a, this is one. And I, I hate that we're starting with this question because this is like spoiler heavy to begin with. But uh, if anyone has read Darker Shades of Magic... I will talk about one. It's in the third book, so it's kind of later. Brett, I know you haven't read this yet, so I'm not going to spoil it for you. In fact, I mean, I'll, you I'll can, just work I'll just, it. I'll take my headphones off and you no, say no, 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 no. It's good. So there, there's a character that that dies, but the way that it's written is really, really well done. And thematically, the like point of it, like the character even like has this, this arc of saying that like... Um, like not not all characters are supposed essentially like not all not all characters are supposed to be the main character or not all characters are supposed to be like the one who sees the mission through essentially um but he or they die protecting uh the the rest of uh the people and and that for some reason that one really stuck with me If, if fans audience if you know who i'm talking about great if that was way too uh uh oblivious or um that's what I'm looking for. Ambiguous. Uh, ambiguous. If that was too ambiguous, email me and we can talk about it. But it is, it's one of my favorites. I mean, there's something that happens in the third Red Rising book. Yeah, no, I know exactly heart. which character you're talking about. That, uh, that really, really damaged me. And honestly, I, not out of like anger, but out of just needing to recover, I put down the book for like, I mean, I still haven't. I've gone back since and read some like I still need to finish the book, but I put it down just in like pure, just like sadness of it happening, because that was like my by far my favorite character. So outside of outside of us just listing examples of of character deaths, I wanted to ask you like what in y'all's mind makes a character death memorable or good as far as like writing goes, uh, and what does it like when is it done poorly? Yeah. So I think. My bar for a character death is actually pretty low. Like, if it's not done super poorly, I don't mind that much. 
but yeah. there's some character deaths that are so bad that's when I actually care a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but done well. I love uh, a self sacrifice, kind of what Parker was saying. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think self sacrifice is a really popular way to kill off a character in a good way, right? Every movies do it all the right. time too. Um, so I think self sacrifice. Um, but I want to throw out my two worst character deaths uh, that that I've read in books, and they both, in my opinion, do the same exact thing, where the author didn't know where to take something. Yep. And so they end a situation, but the character death to resolve it. And the certain thing is a love triangle, and so. Oh, are we talking about the Maze Runner so for two off, weeks in a row? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Surprisingly not, gonna mention, that's another I was going to mention the Maze Runner. <laughs> Surprisingly not, that's another one. Here are my two examples. Um, you have Hunger Games with Prim. I was, okay, I was going to ask, yeah, I was going to ask about Hunger Games. What that you guys one, thought. I think, is a really bad character death. I don't think it Agreed. solved anything. And then the second one, the second one is from James Dashner's The Maze Runner. Where <laughs> stupid, where he got us, folks. <laughs> Teresa dies in the last two pages of the book for no reason other than there's a love triangle and it wasn't finished or resolved in any yep. way, and so she just gets killed. That's how you. So, fix so it. I, I know we probably won't get into the Maze Runner one because we know your strong feelings on that, Dan. But for Prim's death, do you think it could have been like how, how would you have resolved that or made it better? It's I'm I'm not an author I don't know how, but would you have it, not it's done like, it? So Prim's death was very much like oh Prim is looking to help people right mm-hmm. like her sole purpose is to help whoever good or bad whatever side, so she goes out to do that and then it's like this other dude Gail like he doesn't care he's gonna bomb whoever he wants to bomb basically, and I in my head it was still a choice between you know i can't believe we're discussing like the love triangle games right now um but it was like gail was still an option and that happened and now he's no longer an option because of that that's how i saw and those things those things seem like on the emotional spectrum very silly to compare right like a like trying to decide between who you are going to love or be in a relationship with and then the the grief and like after effect of losing your younger sister and so i feel like that's probably why that didn't land super well because those like like you said like if if you look at it through that lens then it's kind of like that's a a dumb reason to write off a character in my mind i didn't i specifically didn't like that death also because i feel like uh Prim obviously was the entire reason like Katniss got into this her entire journey right it it was essentially what started her hero's journey was defending Prim and and volunteering as tribute to to you know essentially lead this revolution and I feel like obviously there was a theme throughout the entire series of the Hunger Games that like war is brutal Mm. and no one quote-unquote wins they're like you everyone comes out scarred and and leaves you know 
in tatters or whatever, but I feel like they had already hit that messaging home so many times. And I, th- so it's interesting you mentioned liking Harry Potter and Dobby's was a little bit different, but I feel like J.K. Rowling did the same oh, thing. No, where definitely. I feel like a lot of authors, I think, feel the need to maybe heighten the stakes, I guess I would say, mm-hmm. in their last book by killing a lot of characters. But in my mind, I feel like it, a lot of times it does a disservice to the reader if the if they're not given the appropriate amount of time to grieve in the narrative. Right. Like there wasn't a lot of time of us with Katniss through that grieving process. And so it felt too quick and it, it just felt like a very like snap decision. And then you're kind of at the end and there's not a lot of resolve and you don't really see mm-hmm. outside of it, kind you know, doing that time jump. I think there was the epilogue where, you know, her and Peta have kids or whatever. Um, but I, I think that it, it just, it felt too quick, but they, you know, they had done it with Finnick. They had done it with so many other characters in that book where they had already hit home with that messaging yeah. that like war is messy. And it, it almost seemed like at that point it was just like, what's the, what was the point of the, the whole, like her whole story then? Like the, the whole, her whole, like, you know, choice to be a hero and to fight for hope ended in her losing everything that she was fighting yeah. for. So I don't know. And then in J.K. Rowling's case with the Harry Potter series, I feel like she just killed off so many characters at the oh, end. Oh, yeah. I mean, Fred, Tonks, and not, like, the, Right, Tonks and Lupin and, and Fred. Uh, Fred. Yeah, that's completely unforgivable. And it, it, just, it just feels like it was like they were name dropped. Right. But we had spent, as the reader, time with these characters and and time, you know, thinking about their stories and, and living through their stories. And then they were just cut short and... You know, I guess some people can say like, oh, well, you know, then you're supposed to, I guess, process it. But you weren't given any time to process right. it on the pages with the char- with the other characters. And that, I don't know. It just doesn't yeah. feel right to me. Do you guys remember being a kid and reading that Hedwig died? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Like that. That's another one that yeah, seems that completely was so... unnecessary yeah. to me. That was really dumb. Um, I think one where it it feels at first you're like your first reaction is to be like, oh, wait, why did that was so fast? That was unnecessary. But like it, once you get a second to realize how like perfectly it was done and how well it was done, for instance, there's one at the beginning of near the beginning of Words of Radiance that like is really big. I don't know if that mm-hmm. one's controversial at all. It, it was yeah. upsetting, but also the way that it's done, the the character's legacy is what becomes its own character and can like carry on and kind of stays with other people. And so it's innocent. Like you can, there's ways the authors can do those like snap deaths that can be good sometimes, but you know, and you know, obviously you're like too soon because this character is incredible and beloved, but afterwards you can see that it's kind it, it, it's helpful to, the narrative there's, there's in a still way a part of your like, story in a way. right exactly yeah. yeah so i think i think that's my my entire thing is what you were just talking about brett is if because i in my opinion i think that like obviously death is a very you know heavy topic it's something that every human who's ever lived has in common with every other human so i think that's why it's such a like recurring theme yeah in literature um but 
I really don't like when it's glossed over or like written in and then dropped really quickly. Yeah. And then it's just left for us to process without like the author guiding us along or with the that. characters or, or, processing it. Like right. You said. Exactly. That, I think that's more important. Like, or realistically, like how, how does that, how does that affect the world around them? Yeah. Because in our world, if someone close to us dies or if there's death around us, I feel like it has this like massive impact. And I think right now we're kind of narrow focusing a little bit on adventure sci-fi yeah, fantasy yeah, yeah, books. True. Um, but I, I know for a fact that that's when it bothers me the most is when mm-hmm. characters are written, right. you know, either like fridged characters who die only to serve a purpose of narrative or characters who die at the end only to serve it's it's kind of like the opposite of fridging as to just like one more cheap way of being like this is an emotional thing like this will pull on your heartstrings but it if if it's not done in a way that's like carefully curated and written well then it just kind of leaves you feeling empty yeah right um so i do want to mention um one of my favorite deaths in a book and I, i guess it's not technically like a death of a character but it's um, the, the way it was written was really good and it really caught me off guard. And so, um, Brett, I'm actually going to let you, s- uh, this, this may be a spoiler for you if you want to read this book. Um, but this comes from anxious people. Okay. I'll let you decide if you want to take your headset off or not. Okay. Brett's headset. Headset's coming off. He All right. This. this is, Hey, this is just me and you, buddy. Just me and you. Oh, he does have to edit this. So, oh, no. um, in Anxious People, you have a character, her name's Estelle. She's like an 80-year-old woman. Um, but basically, she talks about how her her husband's, you know, in, in the car waiting for her, like, parked outside. Yeah. And mm-hmm. throughout the whole book, that's that's the narrative of this character. You find out that her husband's actually dead. It's, it's her late husband. There's no one outside waiting for her. And for some reason, like, just... I'm not going to get into it, but just the way that came about in the book, like got me more than an actual character dying in a story. Like it, it's kind of like an off screen death type of thing. Um, but but I think, I think that's a part of it, right? Cause it, it, it was her processing the, the like how to grieve with it. And, yeah. and she was still like choosing to remember him and live with his legacy and make him a part of her life after him and i think that's what makes it good writing and good and 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 death that serves a purpose not just uh, like meaningless so i agree i think that frederick bachman frederick bachman (laughs) writes death extremely well like in a man called uva as well like i i was weeping during that book at multiple times should we tell brett to put his headset back on and join the conversation no, let's like make fun of him first. Like, let's call him like a doo doo head and oh, that's a good one. Say that he's yeah, say that he's funny looking and uh, and oh yeah, and he's so hot and he's and he's Brett's just such a nice guy. You what know? what a great death! I really concur with all of your points. Um, I was thinking about Brett has one, the best points. I was thinking about one. Um, probably one of the ones that like hit me the hardest was um, uh, John F. Kennedy and. Uh, <laughs> in 11 <laughs> that one was that one was rough not not in real life in 11 I mean, well, can you imagine if it happened in real life That'd be, oh that would have been so sad <laughs> oh um, god i hope we don't have any history buffs who really really care about uh jfk it's fine <laughs> it's fine okay real quick guys 
how long do y'all feel is the appropriate amount of time to grieve a character death in literature? As if it, as, like a nonfiction character death. As long as you need, baby. As long as you need. It can That's deep. That's beautiful. It can stick with you forever. That's what I'm saying. Right? The the <laughs> the Red Rising one, I every time I think about that book, I get a little bit sad. Again, not because I'm mad, but just because it was so well done oh no that was a good one that's good writing right it's so well done that it just it just like stays with me and i'm just like emotionally i'm like wow gosh like it hits you again i will sometimes tear up when falling asleep when i think about um boromir shoot oh that's a great one no uh teresa from james dashner's the maze runner oh my god (laughs) you gotta let it go okay this this one you're not actually grieving i think you're like enjoying and i think that's a problem what about newt from the death that one actually that one yeah that one's sad um processing grief is good dan whatever your deal mm-hmm. is with that's, the Maze no, runner Dan's series processing anger <laughs> yeah that's he's at whatever stage that is and um no i still think about some from from a certain series dan yeah, works out by ripping copies of the death cure <laughs> yeah over and over again my hype up music is just the audiobook of the death cure <laughs> okay Right. This has lost the plot completely. Um, any anything else? Any other questions? Thoughts? No, I don't think so. Are there any? Okay, here, here's one. Last one to end on. Are there any characters in literature that you wish would have died that you want to see dead? <laughs> that if you could, if you could rewrite the stars, that you would make die? Oh, that's a good question. Or die worse, Frodo. You're, those characters that you hate. I, I seriously was thinking about Frodo, but just movie Frodo. Yeah. Like if Frodo in the movie died, I I don't know if I'd blink an eye at it. But Book Frodo is awesome. Book Frodo is so cool. Um, um I like I kind of going off of that though, I bet there would be a there could be another good death in Lord of the Rings. I can't choose because I would of make the myself main cry. Well, honestly, yeah, the way that you need to do deaths in books, here's here's the way you do it. Just do the way they did Gandalf and just bring them back later. <laughs> that's how you oh, do, yeah, do, that's the, how the you do deaths book in books. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what I love about Western, like, American comic books, is that death is this, like, you can you can almost feel that very American way of dealing with death where we ignore it and act like it doesn't exist. Yeah. And you can feel it through reading comics because it doesn't exist. There's always a magical answer, and characters just are never really dead. They come uh, back. That's how it works. Who Unless you... it's Uncle Ben. He stays dead. R.I.P. <laughs> Uncle Ben. Many times over again. Many times um, over. Many, many times over. Who would you who would you off in Lord of the Rings, Dan? I I I can't choose. I think if you had to off someone, you could get a really, really gut-wrenching reaction with it being Mary or Pippin. Ooh. Like if Mary or Pippin were killed, you could you could break some hearts. That's the that's the equivalent of like Fred George, yeah, I feel like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one that just popped in my head was um, the kid from uh, Lord of the Flies that gets the rock dropped on his head. Piggy? Piggy. <laughs> um, All right, P. You want to be really traumatized? Uh, the book is one thing. If you watch the movie, 
a little kid gets a rock dropped on his head and you have to watch it on film. <laughs> Brett, I feel like you had a lot of uh, book character deaths as a child that have really uh, <laughs> like traumatized, traumatized you. Yeah, there's been you a few. That out. There's been a few. I mean, that's I have what... not thought about Lord of the Flies, Piggy's death in any way. Parker, any other? Yeah. Um, no, guys, that's disgusting and I sick. I don't know why stupid. would you even think of <laughs> Actually, can we kill Parker in a book right now? <laughs> yeah, can we write a book? With, can kill we kill Parker? him with a book? <laughs> hey, rude. Just like the anxious people death. Am I right, guys? <laughs> right. That's it. That's it. You got it, Brett. Fantastic. killed book. with a book. Um, should we bookmark um, it? Do we have yeah, anything let's else? bookmark it. I don't Any other last so. minute characters that you loved or hated? No, audience, tell us who, yeah. who you think should die who do you think in, in this podcast in should die <laughs> maybe this podcast should die who's to say yeah. um what um, what celebrity podcast is your favorite and why why do you love it more than ours? <laughs> <laughs> um well like all good things like everything in life it has to come to an end except for the wheel this podcast time. is coming to an <laughs> except end except for the wheel of time <laughs> it ended it ended it was 14 books no the wheel as far as Dan's concerned, there's no end in sight. There's no end. Oh, I thought you were making an actual reference to a mechanic in Wheel of Time. Never mind. Uh, by the way, I'm still reading those books. I can't, it's oof, oofy, oofy doofy. And he'll be reading them. It's his Sisyphean okay. curse. Real quick. He's got to push that Wheel of Time boulder up I the know hill. Parker's on the, on the close, but my goal in life is to finish Wheel of Time before Brett finishes Stormlight. I'm literally going to read the rest of Words of Radiance tonight. <laughs> I'm staying I, if that was all that it took, I would have made that bet with you weeks ago. Oh, We're going. Man. Okay. I'm competitive. Um, take us home. Yeah. Can we can we release this episode into the sweet death? Hit us up on where can they hit us up? Uh, you can reach us reach us at G. I can't speak tonight, guys. That's just this bookends with for friends. Podcasters. Yeah. At gmail.com. That's the one. Uh-huh. Thank you, Brett. Bookends underscore with underscore friends on Instagram. Brett, you got it. What's our TikTok? Uh, Bookends of Friends pod. At Bookends of Friends pod. There you go. And uh, uh, there is some content on all of those platforms. There's some great for content. Except for email, which there's not really any content. But email us. Come on. I wasn't able to watch your uh, your trivia TikTok that you posted. I was afraid that it was going to have something that I haven't gotten to It definitely to would. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I hope you did really well. Everyone go check Thanks. that out. Parker did a trivia stitch. Go see how he did. See if he's a real fan of the Stormlight Archives. Um, I feel like this episode is in hospice and is begging to for us to pull the plug. So let's uh, let's let's let our audience grieve this episode and let it pass away. No, I think they wanted this one to die. That's what I'm saying. They, they, oh, oh, you're saying there's no grief. There's they no want grief. This one to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's that's all I have. Uh, thank you, Jacob Robinson, for the intro and outro of our podcast. Uh, as always, thank you, Maddie Moon, for the lovely cover art of our podcast. Thank you both. Um, thank you, listeners, for giving us some of your precious life moments, because there's only so many. These, every, are, these <laughs> are core memories for you guys. Every, every Listening bit of to time this podcast. On Earth is fleeting, and you have just given some of that time to us, and I will let y'all decide if that was a good value add, if that was worth I those think life it was. minutes. Do y'all want to bookmark it? Might yes. as well. <laughs> Please. Please, God. I just walked like away from his times. computer.
Okay. Thank you again for listening and the real friends for the books we made along the way. They I said died that, along the way. The real books are the friends we made along the way. Okay, bye. <laughs>